This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Brendan King. He is the CEO of a company called Vendasta. It's the innovative force uh, and really is the innovative force behind the company. Constantly in discussion with partners, Brendan is committed to finding new ways to help enhance brand awareness, increase revenue, and drive down cost of acquisition for his customers. It's his ability to look at the big picture while maintaining quality on the finest details that ensures the company's success. Brendan, are you ready to take us to the top? You bet. All right. So the bio missed what Vendasta does. So update us. What's the company do and what's your revenue model? How do you make money? Sure. Well, we like to think of ourselves as the number one platform for uh, delivering digital solutions to local business. And uh, we don't sell to to, uh, local SMBs direct. We actually sell through what we call partners, which are resellers. So anyone who already has a relationship with small businesses. So newspapers, yellow page companies were our first uh, customers and we've uh, since moved into any type of pers- any type of uh, business that has a relationship with small businesses. So media companies, website development companies, search SEO, uh, pure play digital companies, you name it. And what's your revenue model? Is this a SaaS play sure. or how do you make money? You bet. So we uh, we have a, a subscription that we sell to those companies. So they pay us a subscription simply to use our platform. It's a sales and marketing automation platform, and it has a marketplace full of those digital products. And then, so that's our first order revenue. And then as they sell those solutions to small businesses, so think websites, reputation management, local listings, uh, digital advertising, um, we make second order revenue. So we provide those services to them and they, they resell them. So we have a first and second order revenue model. So on, and which one of those revenue models are, are, is more meaningful for you? First level SaaS or second level you taking a no, cut? It's interesting. When we started, we were a point solution provider. So we started by building a listing management system, reputation management, and social media management. And we sold those to, uh, and when our partners resold those, we only made money if they made money. But as we, uh, as we evolved in about 2014, 15, we realized that our partners didn't have a product problem. They had a scale problem, a sales and marketing problem, a fulfillment problem, a delivery problem. And so we started to charge a subscription just to use our platform. And, uh, our subscription revenue is, uh, is now about a third of our, of our revenue. So it's very meaningful. But our second order revenue is really what's really important. So, uh, you know, our partners, um, won't pass a subscription if they don't make money. Yep. So uh, we only succeed if they succeed. Can you quantify what that is? Well, like one third of your total revenue. Can we generally give me a size? Are we talking like a million uh, in MRR? Or? No, we're um, this year we'll end the year at a run rate of $28 million. $28 million? Yeah. Okay, and is that is that true predictable revenue? Like in other words, your, I know your first level revenue is. Is your second order revenue predictable enough to call it SaaS? Absolutely. So we sell... Um, we sell on a, a yearly subscription, uh, billed monthly uh, for, our, for our subscriptions to our, to our resellers. But they, they resell that, uh, the second order revenue or, you know, that that's all recurring uh. revenue getting services. So they sell it on a, 
We charge them monthly. Some of them sell it yearly, some sell quarterly, and some sell monthly. But in general, it's a, it's almost a yearly subscription, generally speaking, how, how our resellers sell it. I see. So, and, yeah. and that $28 million, is that you taking what you believe MOR will be December 2017 and multiplying by 12? Or is that revenue collected in 2017? No, our gap revenue will probably be about uh, 20, 22.8. Got it. So your, your, your run rate will be the 28 million. And what, what is that up over in 2016, December, 26, or December, 2016, what was it? Well, when, um, you know, we're, we're growing a little faster than we did last year. So we're, you know, we're coming from, um, you know, we're coming from about 14.6. Oh, wow. This year. So, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're the law of small numbers when we were smaller back in the early yeah. days, we had a higher growth over a hundred percent, but we've, you know, we're, uh, we're trying to, you know, maintain that sort of rule of 40. So we're, yeah. uh, we're very capital efficient. We're in, uh, we're in Canada. We're in uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. A lot of people don't know where that is. We're, you know, so we're, uh, we're about 250 people. That's great. And just to be clear. So last year in 2016, you did 14 gap, but what was the run rate in December of 2016? Yeah, it was about, um, uh, about 18, seven, 18. just a little under. Yeah. It's still good growth. I mean, going from 17 or 18 million in an ARR run rate in December, 2016 to 28 million the next year, it's still pretty healthy growth. About 48%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, did I, am I reading you wrong? Were you, were you, uh, not proud of that growth or your, your expectation was that was going to be higher or lower? Uh, we're within 1% of our budget, which is something, you know, I, um, obviously, you know, uh, when we, I would love to have seen a hundred percent year over year growth, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we, uh, we didn't, you know, we're within a 1% of our, of our budget, which is, uh, something we're pretty proud of. Yeah. So you no, said, so and you said your team size was 250. And what year did you launch the company in? It's an interesting story. I mean, we we actually started in 2008, but we had to do some consulting because we had to eat and we always had a plan. It's a hell of a year to start a company, by the way, 2008. Yeah, I, I know it was too with, uh, you know, and I just left um, voluntarily my uh, my last company um, and uh, had a had a, a child on the way. And so it was, oh, a, wow. it was a heck of a year to start a company, that's for sure. Um, but it was, you know, we... We, uh, like I said, we did some consulting work and we did the, uh, our first real product revenue was 2011 in March to Hearst and Zip Local, which was a yellow page in a newspaper. Um, so, you know, those are, aren't the best maybe industries to be tied to, but uh, we really diversified since then into, into uh, a lot of other industries. Do you remember what you scraped up in 2008 in terms of total consulting? Like what was 2008 revenue? And it was about... Um, you know, we actually, um, you know, so we came from a company called Point2, um, where we had built sort of Caterpillar's used global trading system. So catuse.com, and we built a thing called Point2 Agent, which later, which had about, uh, you know, um, 150,000 realtors using this product. And later that sold to Yardi. So we, you know, I came from, we were doing SaaS before it was really SaaS, because that was all software as a service back then. Was that public, what you sold it to Yardi for? Um yeah, well, I was uh, I was the CEO of the company and I had a small share, so it wasn't um, I don't really uh, and it was after I left. So I got I got paid out, but uh, I'm not really sure exactly what they sold it for. I have some. Yeah. I, I, I kinda was that a, was that a meaningful financial event for you or not really? Not a little bit. Not 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 enough to. Yeah, not, <laughs> no. not, not retire and no, that's travel sure. the world. Yeah. OK. All right. So 2008, you scraped yeah. by and what was total revenue again? You said in 2008? about I think it was about one point you know one point three million and what we did was is we got money from uh, from a heavy equipment industrial auctioneer called Ritchie Brothers and we used what they prepaid us to start that company 
And then we we ended up uh, writing a business plan and raising three million dollars on an idea uh, in in December of two thousand. Sorry, in August of two thousand eight. We ended up, it was a government-backed VC, and we paid all that money back, so it's not in our cap table. But, you know, that $3 million in those days was really everything that started our company forward. And, uh, you know, like any other company, we had a different idea. We were going to build, um, you know, we, it was going to be called My Front Steps. It was going to be a social network for homeowners where you could share your home with friends and family to get ideas and inspiration. But more importantly, you'd be able to provide service providers like realtors, uh, painters, landscapers that your friends had used and trusted. And then we we're going to build this reputation thing um, for the service providers and try to connect the two and monetize the transaction. But we found that we were ahead of our time. People didn't want to share their home online like they do today with, you know, House and Thumbtack and all those yep. other great services. But uh, there was a huge demand for this reputation intelligence. Uh, and because we'd sold to small businesses before, we, you know, we knew that we're like herding cats and the cost of acquisition of the SMB is extremely high. So we said, let's find someone who already sells to small businesses. Let's take this reputation product to them and see if we can take it to market. And, uh, you know, what we found in 2008, you know, the industry was, was changing for advertisers. So we went to Yellow Pages and newspapers whose revenue was falling off a cliff. And the reason it's falling off a cliff was because... You know, uh, before 2008, before the advent of of the iPhone, uh, Google and Internet everywhere and information for the consumer, you know, if there was advertising, what was your choices? You could pick up the phone book and call the store or you could go there and they'd always have a chance to sell. So traditional advertising was fantastic. But that all was changing in, in the 2008, 2009, 10, where people now were going online and they're researching a company. So if you see advertising today, you know, you go online and if you can't find that company, that the, the advertisers just paid for demand for somebody else. So we always like to say the best place to hide a dead body is on the second page of the Google search results because nobody goes there. So, you know, we wanted to make sure your listings are, are proper. So you're found. And then after you're found, you have to have a good reputation. Yep. You know, people got to, you know, no one goes to for a two star barber. You yep. know, they want so, so consulting in 08, 1.2 million, yeah. land a big contract, you use that to fund yourself. Uh, then you get a $3 million deal from a government, which you paid back. It wasn't dilutive. It was not on your cap table today. You scale, right. you scale, you scale. You know, last year you go to 17 million bucks in AR by the end of the year. How much have you raised to date or have you bootstrapped since that first 3 million? No, no, we, uh, we raised from uh, Van Edge and BDC. Um, so Van Edge is a Canadian VC, Paul Lee, who was, uh, you know, at Electronic Arts, so he's sort of the grandfather of software in uh, uh, in Canada. And uh, BDC, Robert Simon out of uh, Vancouver, uh, sorry, out of uh, San Francisco. And how much total uh, is that, Brendan? Uh, we raised uh, $8 million. Okay, so so $8 million, that does not include that initial three, right, since you paid that back? No. Okay. 2013. Got it. And what are you, so, so uh, I, I understand the business model. You, I imagine one of your big folks kind of buying from you are eight local agencies, right? They pay you a $900 a month fee. They then go sell $20, $30 per month, little tools and widgets on annual contracts to their local people. You take a X percent cut of that, right? That's right. So, so the subscriptions run anywhere from 250 bucks a month up to 2,500 bucks a month, uh, uh for just to use the platform. What's the average pay you? Probably about a thousand bucks a month. Okay. So it's, uh, and then um, and then the products. You know, we started with listings, reputation, and social media management. And those things, the the like they're about you know tw- uh, you know twelve bucks a month is what we charge our partners. And then of course they uh, in turn uh, resell resell them for much higher depending on the level of service that they might add to it. And how so many? T- what are you at today in terms of total customers? So we have um, 
about 1,100 resellers, uh, marketing to uh, just over 700,000 small businesses, and we bill about 100,000 small businesses uh, through those partners uh, on a monthly basis. Oh, got it. So you're not, when you're getting that cut, you're not having the agency that sold the small business pay the cut. You are billing a small business directly. No, we're actually not. I'm just saying that we, so we, okay. we actually, we do have a huge demand for billing. Funny that you mentioned that. And that is one of the things in 2018 that we hope to be able to offer to our agencies is direct billing through white label billing through to the SMB. Okay. I'm missing something though. Cause you said you're going to finish this year, which is in about a month and a half at about 28 million bucks in ARR. But if I take 1100 customers times that average price of a grand per month, that puts you at, you know, 1.1 in MRR or about 15 million in ARR. So you have more revenue coming in from somewhere. Where am I missing? Well, this, no, no, no. It's not. It, um, it's the small businesses, uh, that our partners bill through. So we sell, for instance, I sell reputation management, uh, to one of our, one of our resellers uh, so for 15 bucks a month and they in turn sell that. So that's what they pay us for the, the second order revenue or the products that they sell to those small businesses. So is, is my total customer number wrong of 1100 or is my average, you know, per month wrong at a thousand? Your average per month is, is wrong. It's I'm saying how much is subscription versus how much is the second order revenue. I so see. I've only captured first order. Yes. I see. Okay. Got it. And, and, it's, and I might've, I might've uh, misled you on the first order because the subscription revenue is is uh, is you know is I think about five hundred thousand bucks a month. So you're you're, you're only capturing the, uh, the the second order revenue is much bigger. So I, think, I understand. You know, Got it. So five hundred thousand from first order, and then you said that's one third of your total. So about another million there from second order, one point five per month. That gets you up I, to closer to your number. We're, we're you know right now we're just you know we're about uh, we're going to hit two million dollars in AR in in in. in this okay. That, that's great. Con- congratulations. That's exciting growth. Right. Oh. Now you're in a, you're in a space like when you look at constant contact selling the SMBs at a low ARPU high volume, you know, their PE multiple in the private public market sucked because they were adding 60,000 SMBs each quarter and churning 50,000, right? So what's your churn and how do you keep that low? Yeah, it's really interesting. So, you know, um, we have two kinds of churn. So we have our, our churn for our, our enterprise customer, which is, uh, you know, these media companies and agencies. And so that churn is low. That's, um, you know, we're about, uh, well, low. it can always be lower, but we're yeah. about, uh, we're about 10% uh, year on a yearly basis. Whereas the churn in terms of low, in terms of logo or revenue churn, that's in terms of logo churn, revenue okay. churn is under 5%. Okay. So, and, and generally speaking, so we sign these agencies, they pay us a subscription. If they don't start making money, they're not going to keep paying us. So we call that crossing the valley of death. So we, you know, they're paying us a subscription. If they start making money with our products, which is what we hope they all do, of course, then they're going to stay forever until either a competitor takes them or they go out of business. And, uh, you know, that, so, that, so, um, you know, our, our churn is, is much lower if you consider the people who go across the valley of death. So, uh, and then on the other side, they start selling products to small businesses. So those big horizontal players like newspaper companies have a have a you know a, a monthly churn that can be um, you know in the five or six percent range. So you got you can have up to sixty percent SMB churn, and that's one of the reasons we're not in that space. Whereas some of our other partners who are maybe niche players, maybe they're in the multi-tenant family space or they're in the in the auto space, they'll have churn um, that's much lower. They might you know they might be in the in the fifteen percent SMB churn, which is more native to you know what the actual Let's talk just about though your 1100 partners, right? So them on average, pretty sticky annually. What does that look like? 
Yes, totally. So that's a uh, ten percent local churn and less than five percent revenue. Oh, that churn. was that number. Great. Okay. Yeah. And then what do you what do you spend to acquire those kinds of customers or those kind of partners? So you know, um, our uh, our costs it, it it can vary depending on how we do it. We're mostly what we are. We have a uh, we have an inbound model, so we generate inbound leads. We have a segmented sales force. We have SDRs that call and close those leads. B, uh, uh, seven appointment rather BDRs that close them and then they hand off to success. So overall, our LTV to CAC is is really really good. Like we're running, you know, um, eighteen to to one right now on okay. our LTV. And to CAC. what do you assume LTV is in terms of dollars? It's uh, it. it <laughs> so I like to segment uh, our our businesses into cohorts. So we have. You know, a cohort, a cohort that pays us more than $20,000 in annual contract value is about 83% of our revenue. And those guys will have a LTV somewhere in the, you know, uh, they're, they're all, the lifetime's huge. In fact, we used to cap it when we measured this because it was, you know, just going to. What'd you cap big. it at? We capped it at 10 years. Yeah. Um, um, but, you know, we've been going for a number of years now. We have many of our customers we started with, but the LTV is, is somewhere around $750,000 on those yep. all the way down. You know, if I blend it across everything, we're going to get LTVs in the $260,000 range. But as we so still we healthy, first, by the way, still healthy, if you're only spending, you know, whatever, whatever, 260 grand divided by 18 is right. Oh, 14 yeah, well, think, grand. You're you know, spending 14 grand on CAC. We, we can on those big ones and some of the small ones, it's about 2,600 bucks on the, on the CAC for the small, the small agents. Yeah. And that's fully weighted, right? That includes marketing salaries divided, including your even, paid ad spend. Even including our success retention costs. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay. So, so 18 month kind of, or sorry, 18 or is, is your ratio for LTV to CAC blended across everyone? There's about 260 grand in LTV CAC on average, call it 14 grand, but it can go, get as low as 2,600 bucks on some of your cohorts. What, in terms of payback period. So like, let's say you sign up one of these guys at, at, at 14 K CAC, they're paying 1100 bucks a month, or that's your revenue, that payback period for you, what, what's, uh, what's it around what 12, 13 months? How do you bridge that cash gap? Hmm. So, you know, um, actually, the, the payback period right now is about um, uh, eight months. And there's okay. a couple of ways that we do that. The ways that we uh, there's, there's two first off, we started to we always charge a setup fee. And we don't waive that anymore. So it's how big uh, is it? 1500 bucks. Ah, smart. So you're going to get a, you're going to get the setup fee. And then the other thing we've done is we've started to sell contracts yearly at a discount. And so we're starting to get a, you know, some cash up front that, that we can use to, to bridge that. In fact, this year we want to get to a place where we're uh, cash flow uh, uh, neutral. So yep. we're not, you know, maybe not, maybe not even a, even a positive, but, but close. As I'm traveling the world on planes, trains, and automobiles, you know, guys hear it. I'm closing loads of different deals, whether it's buying a company, closing a new account for gitlatka.com, you name it, I've got to do it. And part of my issue is signing documents while I'm on the road. So I just found this new tool. I'm using it pretty aggressively. It's called Sign Easy. So you can get started for free at gitsigneasy.com forward slash podcast. You'll see contracts that I've signed there and boy, oh boy, are they big and they work and the app is so easy to use. Get started today at gitsigneasy.com forward slash podcast. So just real quick, you said you have 120 folks. Are You're all based up there in Canada or are you spread out? No, we have a few in the U.S. We got somebody in San Diego, and we've got uh, you know uh, someone in Seattle, and uh, but 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 out of the you know the 250 folks, about 
I'd say, you know, 235 are in, in Saskatoon. Um, you know, there's a lot of advantages to being in a, in a place. We're about 350,000 people here. We've got a good university. We don't have to compete with a ton of people. We kind of have become the, the place for, you know, a tech where uh, a tech sort of big fish, a small pond. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Of our people are in R and D, right? So we're a little, we're a little heavy on R and D compared to some companies our size, but yeah. What are there any, are there any key indicators you look at in your business that I haven't asked about already? Well, I mean, we're, I think LTV to CAC is probably my, is probably the best thing that we like to follow. Um, you know, you know, for us as a, as a component, but, um, well, go you deeper know, there then, right? So like if you tell me your altitude of calculator is 18, my initial thought is why isn't Brendan being more aggressive? He's got plenty of room to play with. 100%. 100%. So we wanted to, you know, we're, we don't, we haven't been like most companies where we have a lot of cash and we can run directly into a, you know, I see these guys spending money running into a brick wall without slowing down. Um, and we're in, we're in Canada and it's not as easy to, to raise money as it is in some other places. So we, we really, really wanted to make sure that we had a repeatable, scalable sales model before we do that. So right now we're actually considering uh, scaling up um, and, uh, and going for it, maybe taking around and, and, uh, and doing exactly that. Because we really do believe we have that scalable, repeatable process, but we wanted to, to get there. You know, we've, it's been an evolution for us from a point solution provider to a platform that does start charging subscriptions. Now we've, you know, we only had a couple of products in there that we built. This this uh, this year we've in- introduced our marketplace, which we released in February, which brings in third party vendors. So we've got you know other people that even compete with us. Like we've got Yext as a listing solution inside of our marketplace, and so we're adding in. We've got about forty five products in there. So now we're going to be able to increase you know beyond just adding new customers, we can increase the penetration to existing customers. So when we ask those eleven hundred resellers, how many small businesses do you guys? you know, have that you're selling to today, traditional stuff. And they tell us and we add it up and it's about 10 million, but yet we're only marketing to 700,000. So there's a huge room for us to penetrate our existing customers, um, uh, customers. Where are most of you though, Brendan? I feel like I'm missing something though, because if you have such a healthy LTV to CAC ratio, like usually the reason a company is burning cash per month is they've jacked up variable marketing spend through the roof, which brings obviously down your LTV to CAC ratio. You don't have that problem, which means you've got costs that I haven't, I haven't figured out yet. What costs are making you not be able to be profitable right now? No, there's there's not not costs. I would say that we've done that on purpose. We've invested heavily in R and D. We got a team of engineers, so you know we can we can totally control that. I could be profitable tomorrow, um, but, but, you know, but you'd have to lay people off. I mean, they're fixed costs, right? Oh well, we're very close right now to okay. being profitable, so okay. we're not burning a ton of cash. We're we're right where we need to be. And just so, to be clear, you don't include those 100 people. That is that is significant. Almost 50% of your company's R&D, which is great. But you don't include those salaries in your fully weighted CAC, correct? No, not at all. Yeah. And, and maybe we should. No, uh, no, but, no, no. That's your. That's completely your call. But that's the re- that helps me understand why you're not yet cash flow positive. You're really close, but you're not yet, even with a, such a healthy LTV to CAC ratio. No, and we keep and we tend to. You know, I, I believe that you as a tech company. I think you want to move fast forward so fast that you don't have to look in the rearview mirror. You don't have to worry about that as much. I, I mean, I, everyone's always looking in the rearview mirror. We always worry about competition, but it's better to be moving fast forward is, is, is our philosophy. That is. All right, Brandon, good stuff. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. These are super short answers. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Oh, probably good to great. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? 
Um, yeah, there's a couple actually. Um, I, jeez, uh, that's a hard. I, I, you, yeah, there's a, there's a couple, but I'm, I'm not gonna. I would rather not <laughs> throw it. Pick a pick a baby. Pick one. Well, I mean, Jeff Bezos, okay. <laughs> no, g- give me one that everyone doesn't already know. Yeah. Um, Maybe uh, you're a favorite Canadian entrepreneur. Uh, yeah, Mark Organ, maybe. Yeah. Mark Organ. Okay, what company is he with? He's with, uh, he had uh, Marketo and uh, he's got uh, Influitive. Yep. Okay, number three. Besides your own, what's your favorite online tool? Man. Um, Slack probably. <laughs> number number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? I uh, get six. Okay, and what's your situation? Married, single? You have kids? I'm married. I have five kids. So wow. Twenty six to nine. Oh my gosh! And how old are you? I am fifty one. Holy mackerel! Okay, last question. Take us back thirty one years. What do you wish your twenty year old self knew? Holy cow! I you know I wish I would have uh, been able to uh, ask other people for advice instead of having to learn everything myself. <laughs> ask for more advice earlier on from Brendan again founded his company Vendasta back many many years ago they've since scaled they hit about 17 million in AR uh, run rate December 2016 they'll break 20 million in December 2017 so about 48% year over year growth they've raised 8 million dollars of capital their team of 100 or 250 people up there in Canada is investing heavily in R&D for this SMB sector and this SMB space specifically catering to their 1100 partners that pay them a subscription fee of around 1500 bucks a month. Those partners then obviously sell through to a second level down to the S- their local SMBs where they make more revenue. They're doing about 2 million bucks a month right now in revenue. Super healthy churn, uh, less than 5% annually. CAC to LTV ratio, super healthy. Again, about 18 and a payback period of under eight months. Brendan, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks very much.